Warning, the following show features stunts performed either by professionals or under the supervision of professionals. Accordingly, the producers must insist that no one attempt to recreate or reenact any stunt or activity performed on this show. Check one, two, one, two. <clears throat> this is the Truck Show Podcast with Lightning and Holman. What's up, guys? What, what do you think of that intro? Who are you, who are you talking to? Uh, anyone listening? Okay. I'm, I'm just looking around this room. It's just <laughs> there's us. No, there's no one in here. It's funny is normally on uh, Sunday night we uh, put up the episode. Yeah. It's, it's Sunday night. Yeah. You decided to go uh, snowboarding instead of uh, doing podcast work, and then I've been slaving all week on our podcast studio, which isn't actually true because I was traveling, then I was slaving. I it, I went to the local mountains. Mm-hmm. And I almost got snowed in and, and trapped I there. Got, I almost got There's trapped. There's a, a storm hitting right this minute, mm-hmm. and uh, you almost didn't make it down. I left this morning. We're recording this at around, uh, I don't know, it's like three in the afternoon. And I left this morning at around 9 a.m., and mm-hmm. I just got here. And it's normally a two-hour drive. Yes. And it took yep. me five-ish hours. Are we there yet? Not yet. I was, uh, I went to, well, it was a busy week. So I, I've got the Titan XD still. Mm-hmm. Oh, I saw it sitting outside. It's beautiful. Yep. So I towed a, a, a Patriot X3 trailer out, which is like an overlanding trailer. Uh, it didn't even, I mean, it didn't even care the trailers behind it. We'd, you know, say 4,000 pounds or something like that. <laughs> Whatever. Didn't care. Towed it out to Prescott to see the guys at Overland Journal and uh, went on their podcast. I'm going to be on an upcoming episode of their podcast. Gonna... So if you say Prescott, do they slap you? So funny story about that. I asked, I go, all right, so what is it? Is it Prescott or Prescott? And so my friend who was on the podcast, Matt Scott, said Prescott one time in a bar. And he goes, well, you know, it's Prescott. And he goes, well, my name's not Skit. And the guy goes, all right, fair point. So I guess if your name's Scott, you can call it Prescott. Prescott, everybody else should call it Prescott. Anyway, point being, I was there and uh, did a little pod with them and uh, and towed the trailer out and then made it back in time for MPMC. And then I had meetings with like 20 companies in What does MPMC stand for? Do you know? Media something, media doing stuff. It's like speed dating SEMA, basically. So SEMA puts it on. It's a trade council for a journalist to meet with. Manufacturer, you've done it before on the on the manufacturer side. Never done it. Oh, I thought you had. Okay. Nope. Well, Banks has in the past. Yes, but you haven't. Uh, so anyway, it's great. You you speed date with all these people, and it was my first uh, uh, industry appearance as not Sean from Four Wheeler. It was Sean from Truck Famous. Uh, Truck Famous. Uh, OVR News for Adventure in OVR. Yeah. And so we had some incredible meetings about uh, OVR Mag. So OVRMag.com. If you go on uh, the website, you mean uh, this magazine right here. So tell me, all right. As so I flip you, the pages? You haven't seen it yet. Nope. All right, so. I've only at, seen photographs of the actual at, magazine. At MPMC, we presented, that's the very first issue that's on newsstands. We just found out this week, we were supposed to be in half of the Barnes & Nobles, about 220 nationwide. Uh, so we're in Books A Million. We're uh, negotiating with Cabela's and Bass Pro Shops. And Barnes & Noble just sent a note to us last Wednesday. We've been approved for all 440 Barnes & Nobles. Shut the front door. Yep. And so we presented that magazine. 440 locations. Yep. You'll be able to. Wow. Uh, unlike my previous uh, magazine, you'll be able to find <laughs> this one on newsstands. Dude, and this has got some heft to it. Th- this th- is not a leaflet. No, no it's oversized. Not, not famous Jewish sports legends. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> this is a uh, hundred and I'm going to guess. I don't know. I'm looking for the page number. 130-something pages right here. Yeah. These are thick, glossy pages. Yeah. So here's the cool thing about it is, uh, you know, everybody who says print is dead came from a world where, uh, you know, digital is is all that matters, and they've seen the the decline of print. What's beautiful about OVR is the business model is not the magazine. So we don't live or die off that magazine from the ad-to-edit ratio, which is how many ads you have for how many stories. So 132 pages is 
our floor. It's six times a year. And that thing is going to be available digitally through Zinio, subscription-wise to your doorstep or mailbox, or pick it up at the uh, the local store. But we are committed to print, and one of the things that we talked about with a lot of manufacturers, like we miss print, we just don't, we weren't happy with how thin the uh, the magazines got. So like, listen, if you do digital, you have to be, have a relationship with that person to come back and build daily habit to come to your website or find you through search. Mm-hmm. When you do print, when that sucker gets dropped in your door, uh, in your mailbox or your, your doorstep, you've got a relationship where your brand is front and center six times a year. And everybody loved picking up that magazine and what we're doing with it. So, Are you still talking? I am. It's amazing. Because I'm, uh, I'm lost in the magazine. I've had so many I don't of know listeners. What over the last 30 seconds, I too doesn't out. matter. Lots okay. of listeners have been uh, DMing me going, hey, I miss print. I hear this. What, where can I find it? So it's ovrmag.com. Check it out. Would love for you guys to support it. It stands for Outdoor Vehicle Recreation. So the cool thing is it, is it hints at overlanding, but it doesn't pigeonhole ourselves into overlanding. There's going to be uh, features. There's going to be destinations. There's going to be how-tos. There's going to be sorts. And and one cool thing is uh, working with Onyx. <gasps> there's a whole article about tools in here. Yeah. What the? There you go. What? So check this out. When you go did to the you website. Did you write this for me? Uh, no, I did write a couple stories in there, though. Okay. Uh, when you go to the website and you look at some of our destination articles, mm-hmm. there's going to be a uh, Onyx off-road overlay of the gps where you can click from the over vr website and load that trail to your software if you're in uh an onyx subscriber so there's a bunch of cool stuff coming more coming from that um so it was a really exciting week for ovr because the magazine got launched the website got launched and do uh, the guys know that there's a uh, toyota content in here yeah there's toyota they're okay with that there's jeep okay there's ford <laughs> there's chevy there's all sorts of stuff that's a good looking uh tundra right there damn yeah. huh so anyway wow this uh, is a good looking magazine here's a nice warn ad yeah okay all right, I'll put the magazine down since you guys can't right. see it. OVR coming to your local newsstand. Yep, or you can go uh, OVR Mag on Instagram, Facebook, all that kind of stuff. Okay. So check check that out. So anyway, I, I met with people. We were pitching OVR. We were pitching the Truck Show podcast, all that kind of stuff. And everybody's like, you are the busiest unemployed person we know. They go, have you slept <laughs> since you lost your job? And I'm right. like, uh, actually, I'm feeling it right now. No, I've been in the process of uh, building a studio. So I just – so. You guys are listening. I know we're at Banks again. Thank you, Banks, for loaning us the conference room for one last time. I'm pretty sure, I'm like 94-ish percent sure that our next show will be in the new pod shed. That'd be nice because uh, as nice as this conference room is, it has a little bit of echo. Yeah. There's a little bit of echo. Yeah. So it's not made uh, for podcasting. About half uh, half the roof is done. I just started laying the acoustic tiles on the wall. Well, wait a minute. Painting. Does that mean it's raining in? No, no, no. no. Okay. The inside of the uh, the way the you'll see it when okay. uh, when the when you walk into the uh, project. And the big thing is we turned on the electricity a couple days ago. I saw your Instagram so got, post with the on air light. We got lights. We got uh, so uh, one of my a hole friends was talking to my wife, and it was uh, hey that my wife's like that on air sign is really cute, and I'm like. Cute. It's not meant to be cute. It's meant so that when it's on, you guys don't bother me. I, I was there when that conversation happened. Oh, were you there? Yes. Were I you the at, Were you the whole friend? No, that was uh, one of the guys in uh, Rich's party. Mm, yeah, and and then uh, <laughs> my wife looks at me, or I think somebody said something like, "Oh, you're just going to watch baseball out there and turn on the on air TV, yeah, and you're going to turn on the on air light." And I I was like, "Shh," and my wife says, "I hadn't thought about that," and then she basically said. Uh, the minute that that trust of the light is eroded because you're doing something not recording, the light will mean nothing. Oh, 
You you can't violate that trust. I know. We can't have Abby. Are you sure it wasn't you who said that, or no, was it Rich? Dude, it wasn't me. Somebody said that, and my wife looked at me like I had, like the whole scheme had unraveled. That's <laughs> not right. So anyway, the I haven't slept in I don't know at least three. You know, so I thought, hey, I'm gonna get you know laid off, and I'm gonna take a week off. Nope. So that Monday, I slept until ten thirty. That was it. And I have not slept since. I've been going to bed at 1, 2 in the morning. I've been dealing with all the business stuff. I've been dealing with advertisers. I've been dealing with building the pod shed. I've been dealing with writing stories. I mean, nobody. everybody says be an entrepreneur. Nobody tells you, like, you need a CPA and you need a lawyer. Yes, they do. And you, you just need, don't listen. And you need a bank account. They, and then you they, need another bank account. And then you need a checking account. And then you need credit. Let's not bore them with all those details. But my point is yeah. that nobody says... You need a tax EIN number, and you need to incorporate, and then you need officers, and then you have to report stuff, and then you need a business license. And then, I mean, it just goes down the list. You're going, I just want to freaking do a thing and have money come in. Not that easy. No, it doesn't work that way. No, the government wants no, that. No, everything is, is, is crazy. So anyway, crazy busy week, but we're getting super close on the pod shed. So uh, thank you for Nissan for letting me keep that XD for a little while longer. I had a uh, chance to... Can't they just check it out of inventory permanently? Just, just, just leave it in my driveway? Yeah. I may not give it back to them. I had to go pick up... Uh, what would happen if you really didn't deliver it? They would come pick it up. Four by 10 sheets of uh, plywood for our subfloor mm-hmm. uh, because the floor of the tough shed's pretty echoey. So we laid down rubber underlayment, cork underlayment, and then we put OSB board on top of it. Was able. I had the Titan boxes in the XD, and I was like, "Ooh, man! I, I hope hopefully those won't encroach." Dude, it can all lumber with a forklift comes over, drops them right in the bed from the side. I pushed it off the forks in there, no problem. And the truck probably didn't even squat much, I did didn't, it? At all, it didn't. Okay, nothing. So you know, like I said, it's it's a super underrated truck. I've really enjoyed driving it. I've been cross-country with it. I've towed with it. I've hauled with it. We did a podcast show, our very first one of season two, in the truck. Uh, went out to San Diego with the family yesterday for my niece's birthday. We Everybody piled in the Titan. It's been great. So you guys need a truck that can do it all. It's luxurious. It's quiet. You can do a podcast in it. Uh, head over to NissanUSA.com. You can build and price your own Titan XD or head on down to your local dealer where you can check it out. The only um, problem, though, is the warranty. It's just a crap warranty. That's horrible. Yeah. Yeah. It's the, oh, oh, wait a no, second. No, it's the best five business. Five years, 100,000 miles. So uh, this show started uh, five years ago in another month from now. We're a, It's our five-year anniversary. That means if you bought a Titan when our show started, your warranty's just running out. <laughs> And we're like, yeah, like, I don't know, two hundred and seventy-five episodes. That's a lot. Yeah, when we put it that way, it's pretty. Yeah, it's yeah. pretty impressive, I think. They're pretty durable trucks too. A lot of them up in the snow where I just came from. Yeah, I, I've, uh, I've and I've a had, lot of lot of frontiers. I've too. had a lot of uh, Titan nods, people in XDs, because there's not too many out of them out there. And the few people have seen me, they're like, oh, another XD. Mm-hmm. It's more of a just a, I got you. Like it's a, a look across lanes. Like yeah. Oh, is it the same thing like the motorcycle wave where you put the two fingers off to the side like peace, but down low? It's more subtle. Oh. It's just like, you know, we're not, you know, us Titan people, we're not trying to, you know, be boisterous. We just know. Do you look over and see the guy coming in the opposite direction and in his eye it goes... We're quietly confident is what I like to say. Like a little sparkle out of his Perfect. eye? Oh, okay. Absolutely. Uh, go get yourself a Titan, support the show, or a new frontier, NissanUSA.com. And for all those trucks that are ill-equipped and have very, very little data. You don't know what your boost is. You don't know what your exhaust gas temperature is. You don't know what even what gear you're in. I mean, some of the Ram trucks don't even show your gear. If you get a Banks iDash, it'll display all the things that you've been hankering to see. Can I say hankering? Is that lame? I'm, okay. I'm fine with your hankering. <laughs> it'll display all the things you've been dying to see in one 52-millimeter gauge. It'll display hundreds of parameters, up to eight on each of its five customizable screens. Head over to bankspower.com and check out the iDash. 
All right, and before we start the show, we have to thank our friend Derek over at Full Moon Digital Marketing. And uh, Full Moon is helping us out with our social. Uh, he... oh! No. No, Wait, you've seen their logo, right? Uh, yeah, but that's a uh, that's it's like a yeah. that's like a wolf coyote, barking at the moon. Wolf. Is it a coyote? Yeah, but why are you doing it? Are you part of their logo? No, you don't look like a wolf. You look <laughs> no. more like a gorilla, <laughs> old old hairy like a gorilla, giant polar bear. Uh, so Full Moon Digital is stepping up. Uh, you guys will start seeing some more uh, stuff on uh, at Truck Show Podcast, which is on Facebook and Instagram as we try and grow the show and, and get some more uh, some more listeners. Uh, and also, there'll be a lot more social coming up as we have more time. What's what's the, the podcast do? is fully built and we're able to uh, to move in and cross that off the list we're going to be doing a lot more with the show we've got a lot of uh, exciting stuff coming later on this year but uh, Full Moon Digital is a pack of open-minded innovative and fearless thinkers that merge a wide range of industries countries and cultures with every project they bring a depth of experience valuable insights strategic thinking and commitment to successful execution their team of interdisciplinary experts that's a big ass set word new standards for agency service and partnerships that are scalable while producing multiple opportunities to grow and evolve your business to deliver desirable outcomes if you're looking for a marketing team that can help grow your business like we are over here at the Truck Show Podcast, you'll want to head over to fullmoondigital.com so you can find out what services they have for your growing company. I mean, look, if they can help us, they can help anyone. The Truck Show. We're going to show you what we know. We're going to answer what the truck, because truck rides with truck show we have the lifted we have the lowered and everything in between we'll talk about trucks that run on diesel and the ones that run on gasoline the truck show the truck show the truck show oh, oh. it's the truck show with your hosts lightning and Holman. What's that? I don't know. You started and you went, whoa, oh, and then you realized that you <laughs> chastised for me for that, and I, I didn't do it, and then you just fell off the cliff. You go, I, whoa, oh. I started saying that I had to pop myself down. I didn't. I was <laughs> super I, weird. I wasn't hitting the note. <laughs> so really weird. We need uh, uh, to auto-tune you or something, mm-hmm. I guess. So, I have to, uh, after we're done with this, I have yeah. to go record, well, I have to edit this, and then I have to record me singing. For a new I, jingle? It's, no, it's for a documentary. Oh, all right. Well, I was hoping you're going to have a new jingle for us or something. <laughs> no, I do need that. We, we need some new jingles. All right. So uh, who's on the show? What are we doing? Here? Aaron Rodriguez. Aaron Rodriguez. I happened upon a YouTube channel called Power Stroke Tech Talk with A-Rod. And I thought, hmm, that's interesting. And then I discovered that every Wednesday, I think it's Wednesday night, they do a live YouTube. It's kind of like a, a round table where Aaron and a few other Power Stroke mm-hmm. uh, fans get together Just so you know we're doing that we're gonna do some sort of regular kind of a listener deal oh we are yeah maybe half hour 45 minutes of just uh, truck show podcast stuff so we can kind of in- interact a little bit more gotcha anyway so he turned out to be this is about nine months ago i found aaron and i sent him a couple of banks products and he tested them out liked them and then we started talking and we needed some help digging into the, as you say, the backside of water, the, yes. the secret sauce into secret Ford. Sauce. Okay. And he's got some friends in some high places mm-hmm. and was able to leak us some information about the new 23 and 24 Ford F-250s. What are we waiting for? Let's call him. Uh, okay, well, let's dial. <laughs> Mr. Aaron Rodriguez? Yo, what's up, man? What's happening? It's Lightning and Holman Truck Show Podcast. How you doing? 
What's going on? What's going on? Were you uh, eating or drinking? Would it just interrupt you in, at dinner time? You just gargling I, salt water. Uh, just gargling some bubbly, some bubbly. <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, when I texted you earlier, you were on the way to Home Depot. You're like, uh, call me later. I'm headed oh, to yeah. Home Depot. I'm busy right now. <laughs> oh, yeah. We we good. We were just picking up a couple of Milwaukee things, but we uh, we're back in the uh, battle station, ready to rock and roll. Milwaukee things that could be beer or it could be red tools. If no, you're going I wanted to get that uh, M eighteen radio. It's got that. Oh, dude, that thing rocks. So Rich yeah, had one of those at my house. Uh, my our our buddy Rich, who was helping us with our new pod shed, uh, had one of those uh, Milwaukee M eighteen radio deals, and that sucker's loud. It was pretty it's pretty a bad rad. Boy. All right. I like it. All yeah. right. Well, well, we've got uh, Power Stroke and Milwaukee to talk about in just a minute. But first, we have an intro, so don't move. It's the inside job, baby. Yes, it is. It's the inside job now. Oh, oh, oh. It's the inside job, baby. <laughs> it's time for you to share one, two, two. Oh, oh, oh. <laughs> Never it's been a one. minute since we played that particular We haven't played one in a while. Yeah. <laughs> so, Aaron, um, yes, sir. you and I, this is lightning speaking, you and I started chatting, I don't know, nine months, a year ago, something Did, like that. Uh, which one of you yeah. swiped right? Um, I started dating him first before he knew about it. <laughs> is this where the uh, oh, conversation gets super awkward? And we uh, No, I don't think so. Are you trying to make amends with him by having him on the podcast? <laughs> I, I can't remember if I, I think I saw Aaron's channel on YouTube, Power Stroke Tech Talk with A-Rod. And they were talking about intakes or sauce or something, and I. So, Aaron, out do you to ever him. have people who are like, "Hey, I uh, didn't know that you had uh, uh, a baseball career, and you knew about power strokes." Wrong you? guy. Oh, yeah. Oh, oh, I was just going yeah. off the A Rod uh, thing, right? Yeah. No, thank, th- yeah. <laughs> thankfully, I, I absolutely hate sports, and. <laughs> yeah. I mean, do I you cheat you less is, <laughs> than that other guy? Uh, that's about it. Do what now? Do you cheat less than the other guy? Uh, I don't cheat at all. I'm a, a non-cheater. So we don't have to call you a fraud like the other guy. No, 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 no. I no, booed no. that at I'm a stadium. I'm all natural, before. baby. All right, all right. Just want to set the uh, the ground rules here, so we know what we're getting ourselves into. <laughs> all natural. So, Aaron, before you started the podcast, or I should say, what what do we call on the, the live stream? Live stream. Okay. Yep. Yep. We do every Saturday. Saturday uh, every Wednesday night at nine p.m. Okay. What's your history with power strokes and being a mechanic? Been in in the the power stroke field for um, uh, over twenty years, and uh, uh, grew up on the tail end of the seven three, and uh, extensively grew up in in the six zero realm, and moved to the six four, and now my absolute favorite um, six seven platform, and it's been cool to see the change and you know what we've had to adapt to, and now the six seven being the diesel in the Ford pickup or the Ford truck platform it's uh, been here for uh, over 10 years and has been rocking and rolling they've been making you know subtle tweaks and changes as you know both you and i know and uh i, I love it it's that, my that's uh, a crazy roller coaster you're like oh dude seven three best diesel ever and then you're like ooh, yep. six liter that's that's super weird and then you're like ooh. All the crap they hung off the six liter and cut corners, and it's like it should be a good engine, but it's not. Then it was like a little bit of redemption with the six four. You're like, well, okay, all right, we're getting better, we're getting better, and now finally, uh, it sounds like the what used to be called the Scorpion as a uh, as its uh, code name during development has turned out to be a really exceptional engine platform for Ford. Isn't it weird that no one calls it the Scorpion anymore? I don't mm-hmm. think anybody really ever did. It did was they? sort of like an insider thing. I, I think yeah. the other thing is interesting is during that time, 
it went from being an international, you know, um, collaboration and engine to being a completely in-house engine. And there was a lot of interest early on about the six seven being Ford for doing this completely in-house engine replace. You know, it's like, well, international, those guys were the diesel experts. And then everybody wondered, well, is this this new Ford looks good on paper, but is it gonna, you know, be able to to live up to like the old seven three and and mm-hmm. and that reputation it absolutely has. I mean the engine, especially with that ten speed have been an amazing, amazing drivetrain for Ford trucks. Oh, most definitely. And when they went to, I think the 2020 was the uh, the start of a new chapter with the 6.7, just because we got the 10-speed. You know, we're looking at over a 1,000 foot-pounds of torque and, you know, I think right around 475 horse maybe. I, I can't remember the number right off the rip. But, uh, I mean, it was, uh, you know, a total game changer. You got a truck that uh, is is pushing 9,000 pounds, getting over 20 miles a gallon, rocking 20s. Well, I mean, what else could you want? I wouldn't want an F-150. If I'm going to be paying for a truck, I'm going to ante up the extra 200, extra 300 bucks a month. I'm going to get me a, a Super Duty. I ain't, I ain't messing around with the little F-150s. How did you get started with Power Strokes back in the day, as opposed to you could have been a Ram guy or a Silverado guy? The, the, it was in high school. I had the co-op, and um, you know I had to go to a, a dealer, and it was just kind of you know the Ford dealer was was closest to me at the time, so kind of uh, you know went in there and. You know, it was one of those things where you know you, you're oh I could miss an hour of school, man, but I could go to work, I could make some money. And it just kind of transcended from that, from being a, a porter for the first, you know, point of contact to the dealer. Hey, where can I go to pick my car up? <laughs> oh, right down here. You know, then became, uh, you know, appointment coordinator and did just kind of worked my way through service. And, uh, you know, then I did that job. You, know, was, you were a porter. Yeah. I was a porter. Yeah. I was a parts guy. Yeah. Yeah. All sorts of stuff. Service writer. Hey, go do this. Hey, go do this. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Hey, uh, although it, it, you weren't a good porter if you didn't have your dealership's license plate frame handy with a screwdriver mm-hmm. so that when the other dealerships that compete against you came to grab parts from your parts department, because there's often like- Oh, you put that frame trade. on their tr- yeah. on truck? Well, usually what we would do is we would remove their windshield wiper blades, swap out their license plate frames, turn their heater on full uh, blast and mess up their mirrors. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Just casually the... walk by and push the corner of the mirror and all uh-huh. the Exactly. And so it's not like you were a Ford fan. You just walked into the local dealer trying to get a gig. And then yeah, you turned and then that turned into a love for Fords. Yeah, absolutely. I've been there since I was 16, so it's been uh, quite a quite a long time. And so when did you become a mechanic? Uh, so I went to, uh, it would have been uh, uh, after 04 when I graduated uh, the Ford uh, Asset Program, which was a two-year uh, after uh, high school, uh, two years associate's degree in applied science program. And you go to school for eight weeks and learn about X, Y, Z. And then you go to the dealer for eight weeks and work and make money and work with the technicians that work on X, Y, Z. And then you go back to school for eight weeks and do jkl and then you go back to work and you repeat this for two years and it was a lot of hands-on and i stayed with fortunately the same guy every time and he did gas drivability and diesel drivability and then the diesel heavy guy left and we kind of morphed into drivability and heavy and then he's like all right well you think you can handle this 
And it was like, oh, yeah, man, where are you going on vacation? You going to, like, Mexico or something? No, I'm quitting. I'm like, oh, <laughs> oh my God, are you serious? I'm the dude now. I'm the dude now. And the 6-0 just came out, so I'm FMLing and, and, <laughs> and hating everything. And I'm just not, you know, I'm just trying to learn and grasp all this, you know, high-pressure oil weight, 3,000 weight. Wow, wow, wow. It can leak inside. Wait. Huh? <laughs> uh, was, I, I, couldn't, uh, I couldn't connect the dots, and it took me a while to – you know, to learn. To, to well, and how about that Ford? That. that Ford that you know, likes to do the uh, the oil drain plug on the very bottom surface of their oil pans, and on some of them that are aluminum, they're ribbed. And then when you go to do an oil change, and your knuckles go across every one of those ribs and rip off oh. the top of your your knuckle skin. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I remember the first time I worked at the Ford dealership as a uh, as a quick lube guy. A Ford four liter Explorer came in. And they're like, "Hey, go change the oil on that new kid." It's like, "Sweet, here's a wrench." grab the wrench, and they all were standing watching me, and I'm thinking, well, they just want to see if I know how to change the oil in the vehicle. No, they were waiting mm-hmm. for the ribs of the oil pan to remove all the skin <laughs> to the bone on the knuckle of the hand on the wrench. And guess what? It abs- it absolutely happened, and at that same moment as blood was shooting out from flaps of skin on it, oil, hot oil was pouring into the wound. <laughs> that was my Ford service. Welcome to the team, kid. My my first one was uh, it, we were working on uh, you know so this would have been uh, like a 1998 1999 uh, Eclipse E350 conversion van. Yeah, that sounds about and right. We had we had to do the spark plugs and it was, you know, cylinders four and eight, you know, you do all the back ones. Well, you got to take the dog, dog house off. off. Yeah. So you got the whole like steel body, like subframe floor, you know, where the um, dog house mounts and mates to and seals against not knowing, just like you said, you know, with the wrench and the skin, it's like, Oh, well, I'll just take the spark plug and boom, knuckles right into the end of that sheet. Yeah. Metal. Oh boy. Man. Yeah. It's a sharp edge. <laughs> Mm-mm-mm-mm. Yep, I can think of uh, several Ford vehicles that uh, will ruin you your first time out. Yeah, I think the uh, 6.0s were responsible for my herniated disc, I'm sure of. So. <laughs> oh, man. Right, Aaron, let's talk about the uh, the channel here because I think it's going to take us into more Ford content. And yes, sir. So when did you start the channel and why? So the channel actually began was like, oh, man. I want to show Jay this. Oh, man, I can't take this grainy <laughs> Nextel i95 video, right? And it's just, it wouldn't, oh, you know what? I could just upload it to YouTube and send them the link, right? So it became this, I want to show my buddies this, what I did at work, and this, and this, and this, and this. And then I was like, whoa. Oh, wow, people. Oh. And it kind of uh, straightened, arrowed, pathed uh, what I wanted to do. And it was, you know, I saw a, a big response from uh, people with the power strokes. And um, I really suited up and, you know, try to deliver concise, uh, no bullshit, straight to the point uh, material that people can benefit from. Because it's ultimately, I, I'm looking at it like I learned all of this stuff and it would be greedy for me to keep this to myself. Don't tell me for the information that I'm going to divulge to the internet that I am going to somehow take money from out of everybody else's pockets from the 3,500 dealers across the There, Do you have any idea how many millions, millions, plural, of these trucks are on the road? Many. I don't think so. Many millions. I don't millions. think so. So it's uh, uh, as, as, as much as we can do to keep this platform running 
And uh, you dudes uh, uh, text me, or not text me, but reach out, email, you know, hey, I'm on the side of the road, I'm at a rest stop, you know, blah, 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 what's this, 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 this. They're on the road. They're trying to make money. This is their livelihood. Dealers jerking them around. What's the, what are they going to do? So I've created this community, uh, which is really, really nice. A lot of uh, a lot of nice uh, response from everybody, and um, uh, it's been real neat to meet a lot of people and and to connect. Uh, you know, not just the trucks and the customers that are coming in through my store. It's on a uh, a global scale. I got a couple of people in Australia and uh, a handful of dudes in Canada. So. Uh, of the content you were talked about on Wednesdays, you're doing this mm-hmm. the live stream on yep. Power Stroke Tech Talk with A Rod, but you've also got a bunch of videos here where they're like you you're reviewing products, you're testing mm-hmm. products, putting them through the ringer. You've got like one that's uh, a, a million mile six point seven uh, twenty thirteen F three fifty with awesome. a million miles yep. on it, right? You called it yep. a true yep. unicorn. You'd love to see that. Yep. That was uh, awesome. You're talking about glow plugs. You're talking about all sorts of pieces of the engine. Uh, good, bad, the ugly. Um, what are some of your favorite tech tips that you've posted and been surprised that the world didn't know about them? Um, I think my top, top, top one is why your oil filter, is, this has been viewed over a million times, why your oil filter leaks. Why does your oil filter come in like this? I see so many trucks comes in, looks like the oil filter's crying. I'm <laughs> just leaking <laughs> oil. And these people on the internet are straight tripping, hashtag break clean mafia, because <laughs> the people who are installing the oil filter are not taking into consideration because this dude, Johnny Johnny uh, Johnny Badfoot over here just pulled in. He's got to get his oil changed in and out the door. It's not cooled down. So the oil that is still dripping is dripping and dripping and dripping and dripping and dripping as he's putting the oil filter on. It's like, all right, buddy, you're good to go. Fill her up. Well, all that oil just got all in that ridge. So now here it is 100 miles later. It looks like your oil filter's crying, and now you got a leak, which should not be there on your $80,000 truck. And these guys are tripping, and I didn't think they were cognitive to realize that it's not a crappy motorcraft oil filter you can put an ams oil filter. you can put a banks oil filter on it you could put a a, a bugatti oil filter on how about it. a truck show podcast not- oil filter oh you're saying we need those we need licensing yeah <laughs> my someone goodness. call baldwin they'll, they'll leak oil like we leak bad uh, bad content uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> that's funny and yeah. so guys are you're explaining the issue and then what was mm-hmm. what's the solve uh, to uh, clean that ridge out yeah. with brake clean and wipe um, it down or, where the uh, where the yeah. the rubber gasket is, and you put a little bit of oil on there, but you don't like have it dr- just dr- like I don't understand people who go having been in a quick lube bay. It takes an extra fifteen seconds to wipe it all down, spray with brake clean, wipe it down, put a little oil on the rubber gasket, and throw the sucker back on there. And so many people are lazy, and there's nothing more irritating than your brand new car or truck. You take it home, and it's already got drips under it under the driveway, and I've had that happen. Or the double gasket where they don't scrape the old gasket off, and then it's just like all over the place. Uh, Come on, guys. Now I'm going to bring something to your attention. You're going you're gonna to notice it every time now. Watch. You'll be at a traffic light, and you can see underneath everybody's car, right? So you got that that low of an angle. You're, you're driving up to a stop sign. A dude's stopping at the stop sign ahead of you. You can see down below all these cars. 
Every, look at all of these cars. Bink, bink, bink. Look how many of them, they, them underbelly shields is hanging. Like only three points are connected in the oh, back yeah. quarters. See, all the time. Hanging. Or if it's one of the front edges where, oh goodness, where it's man. peeled it's down from the wind because it, now it's a scoop. Mm-hmm. And now it's hanging down. And not only is it scooping up wind and trying to rip off anything on the road, water bottles or dirt or whatever, yeah. it's just scraping it up and shoving it up and packing it and... Your transmission's like, oh, dude, my my transmission's really hot. Yeah, because you scooped up everything like a bulldozer, <laughs> and it has no way of cooling. <laughs> no way. So. Are, are you saying that they're taking these things to like a, a jiffy lube or something, and the guy's not putting the the pan up, or they're just breaking? Or what? Do you, I don't I don't understand what you're insinuating. Or I mean, the the, the fasteners. You, either one thing happened. You either hit something, broke debris, you broke it, or the person who took it off decided that his play school tools were tightening it, tightening up, <laughs> and it uh, nice. uh, obviously wasn't. So um, that's the only two things that I can see see causing that. I, it's something I take uh, into consideration when I get these vehicles. A lot of cop cars have them. We do all the you know fleet maintenance for for um, you know municipalities and whatnot. So you know that has to go on. And one of the other things that people commonly forget about is the axle four by four U joints. Got to grease them, puppies. What? People forget about them, and then they wonder why they have, you know, poor steering wheel returnability or, um, uh, you know, premature U joint failure. Um, these things, you know, need uh, need lubrication, and you know, hope you guys aren't running around with the front hubs locked in and spinning those mechanisms, those materials, that mass, that rotational mass that doesn't really need to be spinning. So that's a big, um, big one that I. You know, try to hammer on every, you know, every maintenance because that's part of now the grease job and oil change. How often are you asked about diesel additives, both Constant. fuel and oil? And, and what are your feelings? Um, 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 I only like 1030 and 540. So you can pick whatever flavor you want. I, I chose Amsoil. I bought a 55-gallon Jumbo Amsoil myself. I mean, the motorcraft's okay. I don't ever, this is my thing. I, I, I like the motorcraft stuff, but I, you don't ever see any advertisements for any motorcraft, anything, nothing. You don't see it on TV. You don't hear it on the radio. Nothing, nothing. Okay. Well, I'm done with the motorcraft stuff. And I think there's some better materials, better, um, lubricants out there that, uh, still meet the standard. Like, yeah, and it might maybe exceed. It's uh, they got some good stuff. Amsoil's got some really nice uh, fuel additives. They got some nice oil, and then Hot Shots is another one um, that I run heavy. I go you know back and forth between those between those two. But, but uh, ha- with yeah. those products though, Aaron, have you noticed a difference? Have you seen people swear a, by Hot Shots? A man, fuel economy mm-hmm. difference. Have you seen a longevity difference? Yep. Well, the stiction I'm not really worried about with the high pressure fuel. If I was the the six O realm days, the <clears throat> the Huey, uh, most definitely. But uh, a cold weather startability, most definitely, you'd notice. Um, am I noticing anything gallon wise? Maybe a, a half mile a gallon. I'm more concerned about you know when we buy diesel fuel. There's no diesel number just says diesel you look at the gas and it says 87 90 93 well it can't have 90 in the 87 and 87 in the 93 per standard per law it has to have 93 we know we are getting 87 but with the diesel just says diesel it's like is it good i mean what's the the cetane rating what's the formula what's yeah right how much biodiesel is in it 
I am uh, a heavy doper. I don't care uh, what um, the uh, instructions say on the back. I have a 60-gallon tank, so any bottle that you really buy, I'm dumping half a bottle to my tank. Uh, it's something that I have put in in my vehicle. Uh, I'm on my 92nd tank, I think, now since I've had it, and every tank has had uh, a bottle, a half bottle. It's had some sort of fuel additive added every tank. All right, I want to go to uh, more of a meat and potatoes question, and that is obviously Power Stroke has spanned many generations since you jumped into uh, being a mechanic. What are the let's say top three things from each platform from seven, three onto the current second gen six, seven that you tell would tell people they need to be aware of. Because right now, as you know, the secondary truck market is, is pretty unbelievable with pricing and people searching those things out. So there's a lot of people buying older trucks. So let's go Mm -hmm. through each one of those. What are the top three things about each truck or the, each engine that people should know about when they're, uh, when they're starting out? Okay, so 7.3. I love them, but I don't want to deal with the dinosaurs anymore. I work on them every day. <laughs> Valve covers, no big deal. Rip them off if you have any issues where I've seen underneath the valve covers, those wires can come loose. That's the top one. You can't really see it when you're going to buy it, so it's kind of you're going to have to see how it runs and kind of go by that. The biggest thing with that is the oil pan leaking. Oil pan leaking, engine's got to come out. I don't care who, what... The engine's got to come out if you want it done right. You got to pull the engine, so know that. Uh, check the coolant because I've done a lot of injector cups with fuel in the coolant. So all you got to do is use your sniffer, use your nose, take that cap off, and give it a little sniffy sniff. If it smells like coolant, cool. If it smells like fuel, then we're gonna need to have a talky talk. Ooh. So what is um, it? What is the talk? Yeah. What's the common cause of mixing fuel? Uh, injector and cups. Okay. Injector cups mm. splitting. Um, and that would uh, the workshop manual says you need to remove the head, but there is another way around it. We've got a video on the channel in the seven three playlist where we did a uh, job uh, using the riffraff diesel uh, injector cup remover and installer tool, um, and we were able to do it uh, in chassis. Six O, um, pop the hood. First signs I'm gonna look at. Why is there white stuff spewing from underneath my degas bottle cap? That's a big one. That's cab off. That's stretched head bolts. You're going to need head gaskets, ARP head studs, the whole shebang. Is that what you call um, a bad spooge? Be... Yeah, it's just not good, man. Yeah. yeah. Uh, what's the other one for 6 uh, My uh, 6.0, uh, my favorite because we didn't have a VGT on the 7.3. We got that on the 6.0. So we got more moving parts, the unison ring, those veins. They all like to stick. Um, get rusted up it's raw iron exposed to the atmosphere um uh, they like to stick um and then so what's uh, the fix for that you've got to just swap out the turbo right yeah swap it out uh if you're gonna let it sit you're gonna need to uh one if you had a device where you could take control of the turbo and active command it that'd be cool or take it out and drive it and romp that thing that's what you're supposed to do. It's, I mean, you get into a boost range where it doesn't work, it doesn't work, and then rust builds up and rust builds up, and then you go to use it in a spot where it's never been, and then that rust hangs up the plate. That's you know, it's just a whole you know cluster mess of not goodness. Speaking of not using your turbo, I want to take a, a, a tangent here, and then we'll get back onto the the other models. But only uh, if you get back. Okay, we'll get it back. Okay, I'm just okay. making sure. How often do you find that your viewers? or friends, family, anyone, 
have a case of diesel inappropriateness and that's where they buy too much truck for the job and they don't end up using it properly and things start sticking because like you talked to turbo they never they used like it loads. In, in the in the boot they what much like lightning they like loads <laughs> the only that's scenario what she said yeah. <laughs> late, late to the party on that one yeah, i was uh, we the scenario that I see the majority of the time with that are the older couples that will fifth wheel their two wheel drive truck and trailer down to Florida for the winter. That truck doesn't get used, but to tow the trailer down to Florida for the winter months. So he might put a thousand miles, fifteen hundred miles on it while he is up here because he's got a little puddle jumper he drives. Those are the snowbirds. Are the usually the ones? Hey man, I'm sorry, but I'm gonna have to pull this turbine. It's only got twenty seven. I know, sir, but unfortunately, it's twelve years old, and this thing has just sat. And to explain this to people, it's uh, the turbo's the problem. Drive you, you junk, can drive people. it. You can either drive it and hope it unfreeze because you need to drive it and romp on it, or you're gonna have to pay me to take it off and clean it or replace it. So. That's the gist of it. So back to uh, uh, 6064. Yep. So 6-4, please, everybody, uh, have mercy on our souls. Um, if everybody had a, uh, a dollar for every time I hit my head on that stupid grill that came up with the hood, <laughs> poor design, <laughs> poor design. This one uh, is, a, is kind of a bugger. Uh, we got a couple things going on. We have high-pressure fuel system components underneath the valve covers. Now everything's internal. So if we have a leak, the crankcase level is going to rise. But on this particular truck, because of the regen, we don't have any DEF and any type of, of different after treatment like we are accustomed to now. We had post-injection, and it was a really heavy post-injection. And we would get sometimes, if regen wasn't uh, able to complete, we would try to get this post-injection, post-injection, and the crankcase level would rise. So we would have the ability of these 6.4s to grow oil, and it's like, oh, man. What do you do? What do you got to so take the valve covers off? And if, it's just kind of a pain. Uh, stay up on the regens. If, if you got what you got, um, I'd advise you to sell it. Um, I wouldn't look at one. Ooh. If you have it and it's running, sell it while it's running. Um, and it's just going to be a disposable, replaceable boat anchor. Um, it's going to cost you 20 grand every, 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 every time you go around. So oh, that's, we, that's un- not what we want to hear. That that's no. uh, my, our friend Rick- talking bad about the product. It's just the six, four. So the six, sucks. four, when it came out, everybody was excited about it. Cause it was supposed to be the savior that si- fixed all the six, oh problems. And it was a good engine for a period of time, but Going back to uh, building out the pod shed with uh, Rich Holdaway from HCI uh, Construction, who came out to help us do it. He had his 6.4, was towing through the grapevine, got to uh, SoCal, and he had oil and coolant in mixing. mixing. And so he thought it was the oil cooler, spent a whole ton of money to get that oil cooler swapped out. And he just emailed me yesterday and said, oil and coolant is all mixed up again. Oh, no. No. So, Rich, if you're listening to this... What's our uh, what's our man Arod here say about that? And he has ARP run head studs. Away, run away, <laughs> run away. He does have ARP head studs. He has the the head gasket. He didn't think it was a head gasket issue. He had, spent oof. so much money on that truck. Too. Yeah. Oh. Yeah, it sucks, man. So where uh, you would be much better suited in a Luma Duty. Um, I can you know get you dialed in. There's so much more more 
reliable. I, I love the I love the platform. But uh, nothing really good to say about the 6.4. I, um, thermostats suck. By the way, did Got you hear those? That? Did you hear the 6.4 crowd? Listen to <laughs> I was going to say what? I didn't hear nothing. Yeah. Crowd. Oh! <laughs> yep, we had two thermostats and two turbos, two EGR coolers. I mean, we still have two radiators, but it was, you know, we got two of this and two of this and two of this and two of this. Like, this is what? This is not necessary. Um, or it shouldn't and be. It, you know, it, it was very similar to the 6.4 with just more emission stuff on it and uh, a, a different turbo. And it's really all that's why the 6.0 didn't last, although it was in the Econoline till 2010 because the Econoline didn't meet the emission standards of the F-Series. So, you know, although uh, they stopped in uh, 07, we still, you know, had those. We didn't have no 6.4s in the E-Series. And then, you know, there was nothing else. 6.4 was short-lived. 08, 09, 10, and then uh, that was the kibosh on that. Still had, uh, you know, bed plate like the 6.0, you know, the heads were a little different to, you know, have the high pressure fuel injector and everything. But I mean, it was very similar. Much rather have a 6.0. 6.0 so you, is my second You rather favorite. have a 6.0 bulletproofed than have a 6.4 with anything done to it or not? I would ha- rather have a plain Jane 6.0 old man tuck it, had it, and it's got 110,000 miles on it and it's unscathed. Wow. Sign me up, buddy. I mean, sign me up, buddy. That's not what I was expecting to hear. I uh, I have always heard lots of hate for the six zero and not for the six four, and, and I you're turning my grew, world upside down right now. I grew up on them. I know them damn things like the back of my hand. Amazing. They made me mad. They made me a lot of money, but they made me mad, and I I, I learned on them sons of bitches, um, and uh, it just uh, I mean, I thought I I liked them. And then the six seven came along and blew me out of the water. Like, wow, we got a normal hood. Wow. <laughs> All right, okay. so six seven Aluma yep. Duty, first generation. Nope, what? steel body. Oh, steel I'm sorry, body. that's right. You're right. Twenty eleven, right? Yep. Yep. All right, so steel body, steel body six seven. So and, what um, is what have we learned? Uh, we have a high pressure fuel system now that's on the outside. So we can see all the lines. We can see that we don't have to take the valve covers off to get the injectors no more. Oh, my God. That was like, <laughs> wow, no way. So that was really cool. Um, EGR cooler now is on top of the passenger valve cover. So that was kind of weird to get used to. That's 11, 12, 13, 14. Everything stayed the same. Interior changed in 13. Got kind of a more bull nose dash. And uh, body stayed the same. 15 got a turbo upgrade. If you're getting a steel bodied, I'd say try to get a 15, 16. Those are some really, really good trucks. Uh, you can tell when you're working on them, it's preparing you for 17 because some 16s you'll work on have the same intake and turbo as a 17. And then that's an Illumiduty because mm. it's a seal body. So you'll see the subtle changes with the lines and the connectors and still a 6.7. Injectors in the same spot, turbo in the same spot. 
you know, 14, 15, we've got a turbo change. So you're like, oh, man, why is this tighter? Ah, damn it, they put a different turbo on this. Like, they don't tell <laughs> us they're changing this. You're just finding this out as you go By along. By the way, Ford like, is one of the what? worst manufacturers when it comes to incremental changes. It might be Wednesday, an idle Wednesday, and all of a sudden, halfway through the shift, there's new parts going on, and nobody knows about it except for the one dude who went, eh, change it. These are all superseded. Good luck. And so are you? do you have blends of years where there might be – you're watching like in, in between 16 and 17 were you watching those parts blend in between those years or was there a distinct like all right here come the new trucks uh Aluma duty was the start of stuff because like the cac tube change the charger cooler cold side charger cooler duct change would you call it a uh, low hanging cac <laughs> a, a low hanging cac uh <laughs> minus minus any uh, uh fruits in the basket but there's the uh hot side changed and air filter change so uh engine wise appearance those are the the changes that you would see right off the rip you know they don't like i said they don't tell you what they changed it was just something you adapted to but um, as a mechanic it, how are you not informed on what is being well, that's what I'm changed. saying. ford is horrible about that they just yeah. make changes and you'll go to a truck that you've been changing the same part, and all of a sudden, parts mm-hmm. department gives you some new part, and you're like, what the hell is this? And mm-hmm. then you have to figure it out that they've superseded some part in the catalog. and So so no bulletin accompanies the new parts? No. If there's a bulletin from mm-hmm. Ford every time they changed a fastener or a screw or a part, they would kill the equivalent of like four Amazon Force a year. They're going to need to do paper. something with uh, this 23 because it is going to be next level S-H-I-T caps, underline, italicized, <laughs> bold. It is, I mean, I, I hope they have some sort of training or coffee table book where they're going to be like, you guys need to read this. Well, so you, you go, well, let's get, let's get there. So you go from 17 is a major milestone to 19 and then, mm-hmm. right. And then 20 to current was 2020 was new and then 23 is where they're gonna mess with a lot of people with the electronics right Mm -hmm. networks can networks uh over the air updates connectivity and it's the same stuff that's screwing the guys with the gas engines same deal like i don't even think whipple has a 22 or 23 uh supercharger for the five liter for example uh because Mm -hmm. of that it's all programming all programming so what you don't have the security key and this with the scan tool and communicating to the server and this this and this that opens up questions about what will the mechanics do what does the Mm -hmm. end user do and the future of tuning what happens when you have a tune and the over the air update overnight completely bricks your vehicle i don't think that's going to be available to be quite honest it's uh uh the data link um, going through the wiring diagram that I, from what I can see, is not connected to the network. Uh, we have Ethernet cable connectors under the dash that are all color coded. And uh, for instance, if you want to talk to the APIM, you have to hook up to the magenta. If you want to talk to the PCM, you got to hook up to the blue. And that means we're going to have to have a different kind of vehicle communication module or an adapter to what we already have. So it's going to be next level. So let's you know, get. 20s. Let's. What do you? Let's explain the difference between you can tune every six seven from eleven to twenty 
one. Is that correct? Or up to 22? 21, I believe. 21. I don't know. Okay. Oh, good, good, good answer. I, th- I Okay. But the 23, we know that it's going to be as hardened as Ford has ever the made. The Pentagon level ECM, encryption. Right? And I know in the Knox. F-150. The year range that I know that because Whipple. It's 22 in the F-150, right? 21 is the last year that Whipple has right, a so supercharger. Right, so 22 in the F-150 yeah. were OTA. I don't know. I know GM's going to Global B. I don't know if Ford's new architecture is Global B. Uh, but everybody's starting to switch to that new architecture with over-the-air updates and all that kind of fun stuff. I'm worried about somebody cracking the security for this avenue of vehicle communication because uh, when you have that level of ability to change the software and you just mentioned it, you could brick this, come out, you know, something changed and now your APIM's bricked, your PCM's bricked, your TCM's bricked. Um, you don't have to necessarily change the software. If you had some, you know, Trojan horse, you know, galloping through the powerful world of the internet and some dude's going to be malicious, what's stopping him from uploading some type of malicious software into these vehicles, taking out hundreds of thousands of vehicles that are all connected to this one? What are they do? I don't know because I, I, I have, I don't, I don't know. Like, what are they doing to combat some type of security? Are we going to have a uh, this new type of gateway module that, you know, it's got to have, you know, this latch turned this way and this latch turned this way. And then you open up this door and use this key and turn it upside down to, you know, there's going to be the sequence of events that's going to have to happen between module to module, handshake and well, that, isn't, know, exchange well, this. Aaron, isn't that what happened with the Ram, with Ram at one point and all the, all the Dodge the Stellantis vehicles, they have a security gateway module. And that went in because somebody hacked into a Chrysler slash FCA slash Stellantis product, and the guys were able to remotely control a vehicle from the other side well, of the planet. At elements of the vehicle. Elements. And, and okay. it wasn't like they were malicious hackers. They were proving a theory on something. Okay, they, but, it wasn't it, like they but it could took be over hacked, something. Right. It, it was, but just like with most, you know, black hat or whatever, you know, a, a cyber you know, contests and things like that. It's They're proving a theory. In the real world, there's a lot of other variables that would make it very difficult, but they were showing that it's technically possible. How easy it would be is something else, but yes, that's that. It was it was elements of the vehicle. It's not like they targeted a, a housewife in Richmond, Virginia, and all of a sudden right. steered her into a you know ditch, ditch or something like right. that. It wasn't okay. like that. Where do you, where do you stand on this topic? I mean, are you uh, just, just going off the ride or what? Yeah, I mean, there's nothing I'm going to be able to do as a uh, as a uh, worker bee. It's just it's getting too much connectivity. And you started to really see that with 20 and uh, 20 platforms because we all got these, you know, TCUs, these telecommunication units. And um, it's, you know, everybody wants their forward pass and wants to use their key and wants to remote start from their phone. Well, that all has to happen via networks, via modules. And, you know, it's just scary when you think about it, you know. Power Stroke Tech Talk with A-Rod. Who are the guests that you have on with you? Because it's not just you going solo. Yeah, it's uh, my crew, um, CP's Garage. He's a uh, uh, Ford Tech from uh, the Florida area, like mid-Florida area. We have uh, a bearded Ford Tech. He's a Ford Tech in North Carolina. Uh, Ford Boss, he is a Ford Tech in Chicago. Uh, we I have love PS- it. 
We have Diaz Truck. He's um, uh, like an hour away from me here in Detroit. And uh, we have another guy, uh, Diesel Man, Tech Chris. Where else can you go uh, where you can have Diesel Techs from all over, literally all over the country who can experience everything from hot weather to cold weather to agricultural use to RV use to daily driver? I mean, I have every region. Power stroke. Uh, that's what I'm saying. Is. I mean, that, that's an <laughs> incredible lineup of people and such a vast amount of experience because they're hitting it, the customers where they use their trucks and how differently they use their trucks. I think mean, that's pretty awesome. What we've been able to create is a network, uh, literally now from coast to coast, uh, of uh, people. You know, I get asked, oh, you're in Detroit? Oh, man, do you know anybody in Utah? Well, I have somebody in Washington. Oh, well, that's like four hours away from me. Well, do you want to drive 16 hours to Detroit? Or yeah. Do you want to drive four hours to what? So I've been able to network people to approved, quote unquote, approved technicians that I've you know spoke to or have been on my show or I know their work ethic. Or so do you have people them. who will call you and say, or not even call you? Do you have people who show up at your dealership asking, say, I only want this guy working on my vehicle, or any of your your you know co-hosts? Same Most thing. Definitely. Most definitely, yeah. We got uh, people coming from all over the United States uh, to, you know, get uh, bank stuff installed or to get warranty work done, and it's uh, been been cool to have people come from afar. What do you think about uh, that bank stuff? It, it hey, it's good, <laughs> and I had a competitors' uh, products on my truck, and this was the first contact with Jay, and he's like, "Yo, a rod." You want to try a, a Banks air filter? I'm like, well, well, yeah. I mean, I want to try something that is good. And if it goes on my truck, then people are going to want it. So the video, when I did it, I pulled this sucker out of the box. And I'm like, that's why they call it the big ass air filter? God damn. <laughs> Whoa. Okay. So it was uh, a, a repeat install after, 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 after install. People just keep coming and coming. You know, if it's not the Banks uh, diff cover, it's the Pedal Monster. We got Rain Man hooked up on the Pedal Monster. That is. Dude, probably... and by the way, that guy is Rain Man Ray out of Florida. He is Hell yeah. amazing to watch. He's from Florida. Yeah. Yeah. Damn. He's on on the on the live stream on Wednesday as he, well. He He's is entertaining. Good. You got to get to check out Rain Man Ray's repairs. Absolutely on uh, on, on the YouTube. Rain Man Ray's repairs. He's uh, an interesting character and really sharp. Like really, Absolutely. if you just watch one video, you might think, "Hey, this kind of guy's kind of interesting." And just it's like a vlog style. It's whatever's happening at that day. Like he might be working on a Subaru. And I then, like it's all makes and models. It's everything, right? But then. But he is really sharp as nails. So uh, we had fun. We had fun down there. And you're doing this every Wednesday, and it goes. Uh, it's live Wednesday night. You're, yep. Okay. Yep. Everybody asks questions, and you know, people uh, will will talk about recalls, and people will chime in with their VIN numbers or email me, you know, on the show, or email you know people on the show their VIN numbers, and we have you know the Ford database. So kind of we'll respond back to, hey, you know, we got recall, blah blah blah, and it's just. It's, we just talk about trucks, just like we're doing now. Another reason why I like uh, A-Rod is that uh, his two most recent videos are about strobe lights. Oh, God. Oh, oh, here God. we go. I love, you have no here idea how much I love strobe lights. Ugh. Yeah, Limitless is a killer. Uh, he's another uh, great uh, distributor we've worked with. And uh, people come from all over to have me work on their stuff, right? Because they like the work I do. And then I went and saw him to have him work on my truck. And I'm like, God damn, dude. 
you're next level, bro. I'm blown away. He's got it going on. He's in Philly. His links are all in my channel, all in my description. LimitlessAutoWorksLLC.com. Gotcha. Okay. Freaking awesome. You've also got a uh, Facebook channel, correct? Also, PowerStroke yep. Tech Face- Talk with A-Rod. Yep. Uh, yep. Uh, or Aaron PowerStroke. Um, yeah, we got uh, the uh, the old Facebook, Instagram, and uh, you know, YouTube is my heavy hitter. I you know really try to focus on this, just trying to – all those other social media is kind of a distraction at times. But uh, – we uh we like putting good t- content out, like using um you know quality parts on our on our super duties and tell the community about them so they can make informed decisions on how to spend their Benjamin. <laughs> and they like to spend the Benjamins. They do. Right. I just want them to do it right. They so, do. Awesome. All right. L- my last question is sliding. You're not allowed to have another power stroke, but you've won the lottery and you can buy any other new truck. What what is it? You cannot have a Ford. A Ford. Ooh, okay. Why What's are you choice a number two? Tahoe, so Ooh, he's got a Tahoe. Ooh. Yeah, but that yeah, gotta... who knows why he bought it. I want to see this is we, this is yeah. the uh, aspirational. Okay, uh, I need to hit this. Again. Money is no object. And the answer uh, is one other vehicle that you can add to your one other truck you can add your uh, to your garage or your shop. Dang, can't be a Ford. I, I'd like some all-wheel drive. I don't know what I would like all-wheel drive. You have to choose one. Like one of them big boy Audis. Yeah, there you oh. go. I like them big boy Audis. Okay. Big boy, like RSQ8 or whatever it is? Like the long the long wheelbase ones. Oh, okay. it was just like bo- the one the transporter drove. Yeah. You, you want to pull up to Detroit Pistons game and have them think you're the talent on the field, on the, dun, uh, dun, on the dun. wood. <laughs> yeah. Right on, dude. Well, Audi. Hey, thank you. Uh, thanks for uh, coming on because uh, this is one of those topics that I think is super controversial is anything power stroke because there's so many people have them and there's so many products and there's so many opinions out there. It's awesome to be able to uh, point our listeners to a a qualified resource that might set them straight. You think people just love the one that they have because they're familiar with it? No, no, no. Everybody aspires to have whatever they don't have. Unless you're you and me and you already have your TRX and your uh, 392 Wrangler. I don't Wrangler. know, dude. I think, I think people just love what they have, even if it's bad. No, they defend no, it. No, no, like, no. like, no, 6.4 is the no, best one ever. No, that's because it's what they have. Knowing's half the battle. And if you know about what you have. <laughs> Do you appreciate it a little bit more? Yeah. I mean, that's why we got playlists. I got playlists for the 7.3s, the 6.0s, the 6.4s, the 6.7s, the 4.5s, the 3.2s. <laughs> you want it, you got it. We got it all the four Power Strokes, baby. Awesome. I love them. Power Stroke Tech Talk with A-Rod, Aaron Rodriguez. You're the man. Thank you for carving out some time for us. Appreciate you. All right. Talk Hi, brother. Soon. Talk to you soon. You got it. See you. Bye-bye. You just gave me this uh, Monster yeah. Energy Zero Ultra. Mm-hmm. I, you know, I hate this stuff. Yeah, this you're not bad. a Monster fan. No, this isn't bad. For it's a sugar-free. Sugar? Yeah. It tastes like uh, tangerines. A little bit of tangerine in this one, yeah. It's the it's the only white can I'm uh, I believe. I mean, it's okay. In a series of Monster I, I mean, I'm Energy not, drinks. I'm not living off of it, but I mean, if if it's there, oh wait, that's right now. I'm drinking it. <laughs> yes, you are. All right. Well, this is my pickup to get through the rest of the show because we got so much news. What's new in trucks? We need to know. What's new in trucks? We need to know. What's new in trucks? We need to know. Lifted, lowered, and everything in between. What's happening in the world of trucks? Ah! That might that have been good. the best yeah. one of this yeah. year, of uh, 2023. Hey, Lightning, did you hear? No. Nope. 
So, rumor has it that the Cybertruck will have very limited production uh, in the end of 2023. But uh, looks will like will that include the one that uh, Lightning put a deposit I, on? I highly doubt it. Looks okay. like uh, it's been pushed back uh, in earnest till uh, 2024, though. Hmm. Is that because so. they can't bend the stainless steel? The uh, the stainless steel that I made them use. Yes. Oh wait, what? I don't think we've ever. I, because I think we cut it out because I think my NDA doesn't allow me to say more. Well, let's, there's let's, a backstory there. Who cares? You don't work for the same company anymore. Uh, the NDA I have with that particular company is not a company I worked for. It's the NDA I have in perpetuity. Oh, you personally? Yeah, they will come Sean after B. me. Sean B. Holman. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. So wait a minute. You just alluded to the fact that they weren't going to do it out of stainless until you No, they already them. they already said it was going to be titanium, and then it wasn't. And then I might have... I'm just going to... Let's just move on. Wait... Wait, no. this could be huge. No. That's a news story that could put us on the map. No. Cybertruck no. was going to be titanium until Sean no, Holman. No, 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 no. Hmm. What part of NDA don't you understand? All of it. <laughs> oh, oh, the whole part about where it says non-disclosure agreement. Anyway, so s- some say. Who's the some? People okay. say. All right. That uh, it might even. It might not even be till mid-2024. I mean, Elon in the earnings call said mass production until 2024. But then there's a there's a uh, investor who says there'll be a certain amount, like 10,000 before the end of this year. So we'll see. I don't know. Oh. It'll be interesting. These are being produced in Texas. Is that correct? Uh, I don't actually that know. The, the, but the I tell steel you, is being stamped. The, the idea of a stainless steel vehicle is because they don't need a paint shop. So the most expensive part of manufacturing is your paint shop. So if you don't have to paint them, you save a bunch on well, cost. It cracks there. me up when you see a painted DeLorean. There aren't many, but there are yeah, some. Yeah, there are. Or wrapped. Yeah. There'll be plenty of wrapped Cybertrucks, guaranteed. There'll be all sorts of people. Yeah, that's uh, stupid. <laughs> that's stupid. Why would you wrap a, a stainless steel truck? I mean, because you're it looks awesome. over. Now, yeah. who's going to do, because they're brushed, right? Who's going to mirror finish one? That'll be illegal. Like crazy illegal. Be. Why would that be illegal? Because it's a mirror. You can't drive a mirror down the sure, street. Why, why not? There's well, mirror wraps now. Mirror wraps, but you can, can't you get cited for them? Am no. I just making that up? Why? It Listen, seems like, because if, if truck if show it, podcast <laughs> audience, if one thing is clear... Do not take legal advice from Lightning ever. <laughs> Why? Ever? <laughs> Wait a minute. Because he makes stuff up. If you're if you're reflecting, how many times do you and I have a conversation? Just not even on the air. Just you and me talking. Yeah. And you will make a hard stand for a point of view, and I'll look at you and I'll go, "But you don't even know if that's true." And you're like, "Yeah, I don't." No, I don't. And then you see the point immediately. I, I don't. Somewhere know. in your mind, you've decided well, that it's so the truth. I, I ha- no, no, I'm not saying it's the truth. I'm saying. I feel like I, I need to have a conversation about this, and I have to take a stand in order to have a conversation about it. Oh, my God. Oh, Lightning, <laughs> did you hear? No. No, 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 no. No, I didn't. No. I don't think so. Uh, for all of you uh, mid-sized truck fans, the next generation Ford Ranger will start U.S. production in July. That's good news. So that's uh, pretty exciting. And uh, Ford has been teasing... Uh, on social media, some Ranger Raptor stuff. I've lately. seen those. Well, man, is that a good looking truck? It is a good looking truck. Yeah, it it looks. Although the wheel wells, they carved it out much much higher. It right? looks like it's on thirty threes. It might be on thirty fives, but I think it's on thirty threes. Um, hard to tell. But there's been some spy photos recently of the new um, Bison edition of the Colorado Canyon. Holy mother of all mid-sized trucks! That's awesome. It is like, okay, I, 
So I built a long travel Ranger 4x4 back in the day. I'm, not, Raptor. I'm not familiar with that story. And <laughs> I, I love that space. And I see the Ranger Raptor and I'm like, yeah. Like if this was me... 15 years ago, if the FX4 that I had could have been the range, the first-gen Ranger Raptor, totally awesome. And then I see a spy photo of the Bison Edition. I'm going to try and of pull it Colorado. up here. Of the Colorado. And yeah. I want you to see this because... I have not seen this before, so flip your laptop around. Oh, my God. Look how wide that is. You'll be able to buy that from the factory. That looks like 35s on that platform. Look at the fenders. Uh, it's almost dually wide. If, if I don't a know if it's dually no, wide, no, if but if it's, it's got bulging fenders and big-ass tires, it, and it looks really good. It's the yeah, So if anything wow. we can say here is that the Colorado ZR2 and the Ranger Raptor are Chevy Ford Wars. <laughs> Man, I can't wait because there is some epically cool stuff coming out from the American manufacturers in midsize trucks that are on the top, you know, the upper echelon of off-road performance. Yep. And it was uh, an area previously reserved for the full-size trucks. And I got to tell you, I've, I tingle in my nether regions for <laughs> what's gross. about to come. Please don't tingle. Wait a minute. <laughs> hey, Lighting, <laughs> did you hear? No. 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 No, 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 no I don't think so. According to uh, the drive in uh, GM Authority... There's a person who owns a 2023 Escalade V, which, as we know, is the hotted up uh, Cadillac Escalade. Supercharged, is it not? It is. Okay. And apparently the manufacturer has some sort of agreement when you buy that that you won't resell it or flip it within X amount of time. Really? Now, there have been court cases over time, the legality of this agreement and things like that. Uh, famously, John Senna and the Ford GT would, would come to mind. Anyway, this guy did not flip it. He just refinanced it. And if you have ever refinanced a house, you may not know it is actually possible to refinance a car. I've done it in the past where you start with a higher interest rate and the interest rates come down. You can actually go back to your bank and say, I'd like to refinance it for a lower interest rate. It's not all that uncommon. And then stretch out the payments potentially even longer, right? Well, I mean, not even stretch out payments. Maybe just same period of time, but you just want lower payments. Gotcha. Uh, or, but, I mean, or you could start over. If maybe you had a four-year loan. Start over as five-year loan. Sure. The point of the story is apparently a owner of these of one of these Escalade Vs took it in for warranty work and was told, I'm sorry, sir, your warranty has been blocked. Why? 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 Because he refinanced his Escalade V and GM apparently interpreted it as the refinance being a ownership change, hmm. therefore flagging him as a flipper and voiding his warranty. Holy crap. Apparently, he and his uh, <clears throat> lawyers are trying to work it out with GM, but they haven't heard anything back yet as of a few days ago when the story posted. That's insane. He's still the owner. Uh, he's the s owner. The and for no owner. Literally, he did nothing other than went to the bank and say, hey, I'd like to lower payment. I mean, I get it. That, and GM just, voided his warranty. That just flipped something in their database. He didn't. I get it. I understand that. But don't you think they should be jumping on this right away and being like, oh, well, we wronged you. Sorry about that. How can you go and then now whatever the warranty complaint was, he's on the hook for those costs for his new $130,000 SUV yeah, and, and GM just completely pull. I mean, come on. That ain't true. That's not true. So get your facts straight. Well, I got my facts straight. And by the way, apparently there's two other General Motors models that have similar six-month sales protections. That would be the 
2023 Chevy Corvette Z06 and the GMC Hummer EV. So be very sales, careful. You call it sales protection? Because they don't want you flipping it, I get it. and making money. I didn't know there was a term. I, sales I, I mean, that's what the article says. So huh. anyway, I just think it's kind of a bunch of uh, bunk. Yeah. Is bunk right? Is that the right word? I think it's, uh, yeah. You know, I, I have a question for GM. What the hell is wrong with you? Well, I mean, maybe that's a little harsh. Maybe mm. by the next week's episode, we'll find out that they gave uh, the owner a hug and restored his, did the right thing and restored his warranty. And there, all is right with the world. I'm just saying that that's one of those things where you're like, dude. I mean, seriously, that's kind of not super cool. Hey, lighting, did you hear? No, no, I don't think so. All right. Well, while we're on the uh, the topic of the Escalade, uh, the 2023 Cadillac Escalade uh, from Hennessy. Uh, will make 650 horsepower and complete the quarter mile in 13.5 seconds. So if you uh, if you can't afford the V, that might be a uh, a good uh, good option for you. I can afford the V. I mean, come on now, making these truck show podcast dollars. You know what I'm saying? Uh, not yet. I don't. <laughs> no, neither do I. Hey, lighting. Did you hear? What? No. No, nope, I don't think so. Uh, interesting study has shown that the pickup truck segment is uh, losing market share in the United States to SUVs. And that the what? truck segment's market share is actually its lowest points. Uh, hold on. And it, and it uh, reports that the truck segment's market share is now at its lowest point uh, in almost a decade. So that's sad. People, stop buying all these SUVs. Go get back in your trucks. Oh, wait. So. I bought an SUV. Never mind. Wow. It doesn't seem, seem right. Yeah, I, what are, I, I well, so what's the number one SUV right now? It's oh, we said it was a Tahoe, didn't we? Like like yes. two episodes ago. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah I'm not. Uh, I'm not sad for buying my SUV. By the no. way, just no. saying. Hey, Lightning, did you hear? No, 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 no. Nope. You'll uh, you'll love this story, as will all of our listeners. Uh, apparently, GM is currently investing eight hundred and fifty-four million dollars into. Can you guess what? $854 million into hybrid technology? No. Jet propulsion? How about a new sixth generation small block V8? Listen, while it seems like every other manufacturer is walking away from V8s, whether it's Stellantis, whether it's the Germans, whether it's Ford in some products, GM says, nope. According to uh, Jalopnik, this is how it's going to uh, break down. Uh, GM's investing $579 million to prepare the Flint engine operations, the Flint engine plant, to assemble GM's sixth generation family of small block V8s. It's responsible for block, crankshaft, head machining. Work at the facility uh, will begin immediately, and Flint will continue building the three-liter turbo diesel straight six during the uh, facility updates. Uh, also uh, investing $216 million to prepare the base city GPS in Michigan to build camshafts, connecting rods, blockhead machining support for future VA production at Flint. $55 million uh, at the Defiance Operations in Ohio will be invested to prepare the facility to build a variety of block castings. In addition, the investment includes $8 million to build casting development uh, cell to support future EV programs. And uh, $68 million uh, in the Rochester operations in New York. Uh, $12 million will be invested to prepare the facility to build intake manifolds and fuel rails to support the Flint facility. In addition, uh, includes uh, $56 million for the production of battery pack cooling for uh, the EV programs. But at the end of the day, I think uh, this is incredible 
news, GM has said, hey, we're not walking away from ice in pickup trucks. We know what our customers want. We know what the uh, what feature is for uh, for this platform. And I think that's uh, an admission that uh, that EV is, is not the only uh, option out there. So kudos to General Motors because I think it's uh, pretty exciting that they are going to uh, be investing in a sixth generation small block V8. T-H-A-N-K-Y-O-U Thank you, thank you Thank you, General Motors Hey, Lightning, did you hear? No, 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 no! No! Uh, apparently, uh, last week, the 2024 Toyota Tacoma design was revealed in Brazilian patent docs. Uh, several news sites carried the uh, the images. Uh, it's a CGI image of the next generation Tacoma, and it looks exactly like a Tacoma. It looks as if they took the current Tundra and the current Tacoma and merged them together, and whatever you think in your mind of what it should look like is exactly <laughs> what it looks like. So uh, I think it's an early look at uh, the next generation pickup that's due uh, later uh, this year. And I think if you're a Tacoma fan who is a little bit jealous that the Tundra got its update, you will be very pleasantly surprised with uh, the, with what the new truck's uh, design looks like. So I think that's going to be pretty cool. And uh, again, man, that, that mid-sized market's starting to heat up. You got to love it. Hey, Lighting, did you hear? I mean, no, no. Mm-mm. Uh, there's a Ford F-150 Raptor R uh, running around with camo. Apparently, uh, the mid-cycle refresh is coming up already for the F-150, and that will include the uh, 700-horsepower uh, Raptor R. So uh, everybody's getting a little bit of a, a fresh little uh, tweak in the F-150 lineup, and uh, that would mean that the new Raptor R is not going away. It'll be here at least uh, for a little while longer, which uh, I think is phenomenal because uh, that truck seems awesome. I've had literally 450,000 people ask me in the last month, have you driven the Raptor R? And I have not, and uh, I feel empty inside for it. I also haven't driven a Bronco R. Yeah, you need to get behind the wheel of some of these yeah, things. Ford doesn't like me anymore. You're going to have to call up our friend uh, Jerry at Camberg and uh, take his Go take R. his for a ride. He just mm-hmm. had a 50th birthday party. Uh, I saw that. Graham yeah. at Go Fast Campers uh, texted me the other night. And Was he's he like, there? Uh, he texted me. He says, hey, dude, are you going to Jerry's party? And I said, uh, what party? He says, you know, Jerry's 50th. He go, yeah, wasn't invited, so no. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Neither me. Apparently, yeah. we're not tight. We're not tight. Although, Jerry did say he'll be on our podcast. Again? Again. Mm. Maybe, uh, Maybe we'll boycott him. Uh, maybe I'll invite him to the podcast. Oh, wait, no, I won't. <laughs> Holman, did you hear? Wait, I thought we were doing... Uh, you have one? I think so. Okay. It's short. All right. At the recent Barrett-Jackson automobile auction in Scottsdale, Arizona... Are you tell me about the accident? No, I wasn't. I don't oh, know about the accident. Oh, I was yeah. going to tell you about the... America's Most Wanted 4x4 uh, Demon no. Gladiator that sold for $215,000? No, I was going to oh. tell you about the 2022 Ram 1500 TRX pickup Ignition Edition with 91 miles on it that sold for $170,000. Wow, that is... Um, <laughs> stupid! Who bought that and why? I, I Is it stupid, though? It's not stupid. It if you got that kind of cheddar, yeah, it was, you know? maybe it's for charity. Nope, wasn't for charity. Oh, just it was confirmed that it was not for charity. Because somebody actually asked. Yes. There's an entire thread on my Ram TRX group. Two guys were there in the thread, and they said, we were there watching it go down. It was not for charity. Hmm. 
170 grand, one of 875 built in that uh, bright orange color. All right. Well, the America's Most Wanted High Velocity Colored Gladiator with the, uh, I think I had a bed bob on it and like 40s or 42s and uh, had the uh, 840 horsepower uh, engine swap. I think it's a Demon. Yeah, 215,000 at Bear Jackson. So I was going to tell you, there was a Survivor Shelby. I think it was a GT500KR from the photos. And there was a Camaro behind it. And they were in the staging lanes to go on the stage. Yeah. This was a unmolested original Shelby Mustang. Don't tell me they bumped into each other. Somebody was playing with a key fob on the Camaro. It oh, was no. in gear. Oh, no. Had a remote start. Oh, no. And it ran into the back of the uh, Mustang. Man, Man it, that I, that one, oh, God, you hate to see it. It, def- oh. it definitely hurts. Uh, yeah, it was it was through a friend of mine on uh, on Facebook who posted that. Okay, so I don't know that any. I, I will see Monday morning comes. There might be some news reports, but dude, that that one, if that doesn't hurt you, there's something wrong with you. Hey, lighting, did you hear? How about no? Nope. Our uh, friend Jay Leno was continuing to have a uh, bad week or yeah. few weeks. Yeah, our microphone was there. <laughs> when he got uh, hit did he get we don't know if he got hit what's the story with, this, uh, uh, with, he, the, he, with he, the second one well you know he that went down on his motorcycle well so apparently he's having issues with his bike so he cut across the parking lot that he'd been cutting across multiple times okay and there was a wire strung across and he got co- clotheslined off his bike no and apparently this no, happened like please tell me that didn't a little happen. while ago but oh he didn't want to say anything because he felt bad about how much outpouring there was for his burn so he just didn't say anything oh my about god. it god can you imagine getting clotheslined on a yeah. bike oh my god yeah ouch so oh. it, that I guess that happened on January seventeenth. He's riding a nineteen forty Indian, which oh. is an amazingly rare and beautiful and expensive motorcycle. Yeah. You don't want to be that guy. Nobody wants to be that guy. No, no one does. Yeah, and then uh, coming right on the heels of that information, CNBC allegedly uh, canceled Jay Leno's Garage. Which no, I, which no. I actually I actually love that show. I think it's great. He's awesome. And, Jay Leno's Garage. Yeah, I've really enjoyed. It and bad so, NBC, bad, yeah, bad boy. <sighs> Sit. So I just hope Jay's year gets better because that's a whole lot of crappy news to, uh, oh, to, uh, to dude. Worry about. And the guy does nothing but good for people. I know he's like the world's uh, just the nicest guy. God, only the only the good die young. Well, he's not dead, Jay. Oh, <laughs> did you hear? <laughs> he's also not young. No, God, please, no, no. Apparently, uh, GM is playing with the idea of a small, affordable electric pickup truck. Moving right along. Hey, Lightning, did you hear? <laughs> Wait, what? What? The, I mean, it's just a news bit about GM exploring a small electric pickup truck like everybody else in the world. Is that really news? No, it's yeah, not. It's not? All right, how about this for some news? No, wait. Nope, I didn't hear it. Somebody freaking took a Wagoneer and then made it into a Dakar Rally-themed like chase vehicle. Really? Freaking awesome. Look at that thing. Oh, I, I actually saw that, and that is wicked cool. Wicked it's cool. That is red. wrapped. It's uh, lifted. White in front, red in the back, and that's that's nice. Talk about a plush ride. So basically, uh, Motul used the uh, U.S. market uh, vehicle. Of course, um, the North American marketing manager for Motul, Nolan Browning. Wait, uh, I know Nolan. You know, yes. that was him. Well, that was yes. him. What? So he was asked by Motor Trend, I guess, and said, you know, why a Wagoneer? What's wrong with you? This is the cars overseas. And his response was, well, we thought about a local North American way of celebrating the ultimate off-road endurance racing to car, and the Jeep brand came to mind. 
And he said, um, basically, it just was cool. We just wanted to do cool stuff. So um, they and built- he didn't want to get his uh, his kidneys bounced around. I and I, so he went with the most plush ride he could find. So basically, they wrapped it in the the Motul livery, which is super cool. Uh, it's got a set of black Rhino wheels, uh, eighteen by eight and a half, wrapped in thirty five by twelve fifty R eighteen BF Goodrich All Terrain TA KO two tires, which uh, we're we're big fans of. And of course, they put the spare in the back, and they used uh, Rig Supplies uh, external Ultra Swing Multi Fit spare tire hitch mount, which also includes a Jerry Can mount and license plate relocation kit. Uh, and check this out. The Jeep was sent down to uh, Huntington Beach, California, our the home of our podcast. Sticky Fingers designed uh, for the design of the wrap and all that. So, uh, of course, they added all of Motul's uh, gear oil, engine oil, and all that good stuff. Anyway, point being, a lifted Wagoneer on 35s looks rad. I hadn't seen anyone do it until they did. Nope. I, we, I, um, we did a rendering at Motor Trend when I was there of a, what a Trailhawk version might look like. And so we have a rendering that looks kind of like that, but seeing it in the flesh, kudos to you guys for uh, doing something different. Gotta love that. Hey, Lightning, did you hear? No! Nope. Ford is, um, well, they don't want you to buy their Bronco, apparently. Oh, man. I actually did hear about this uh, one. Some customers this say where they're, they're just throwing out ducats, right? <laughs> they're handing, waiting, yeah, they're handing, wait, handing out cash. Waiting over 900 days for their reservations yeah. uh, to uh, to show up. And Ford is paying uh, <laughs> order holders $2,500 each to go buy something else. It's insane. Oh it's freaking insane. I mean, have you ever heard of such a thing? No, no one has that I'm aware of. I, I, I'm not saying it hasn't happened, but... They're like, sorry. So I guess there's a bunch of options. Go buy something else. So according to thedrive.com, the first option for buyers is simply modifying their existing order. Wild track customers are being offered $2,500 to convert to Badlands, Big Ben, or Outer Banks, whereas non-wild track customers are offered $2,500 to remove what Ford calls constrained commodities, which is like the molded in color hardtop, the Lux and Sasquatch package. Now, so the, the bottom if you're line doing is, a, if you're doing a Bronco, you get Sasquatch. Sorry, you just do. That's the bottom line, though, is that they just cannot deliver mm-hmm. on those accessories, yeah. right? Well, it's, there's constraint from supply chain and stuff like that. I think they felt Bronco would be a success. I didn't think they thought some of these niche packages would be such an unbridled success. That's right, pun intended. Unbridled. <laughs> you like that, don't you? No, not okay. really. Well, are you lady? Did you hear? No. Nope. Uh, there's this really amazing website that just came out. It's called... Truckshowpodcast.com. Oh, oh, it's not out yet. Not Damn out it. Yet. Yeah. It's coming, though. It is I'm, coming. I'm told. Anyway, uh, go to carsized.com. Let me go there now. Carsized.com. Okay. Basically, what it is is you can um, take all these different vehicles over time, and you can compare them to each other to see just how different and how big they've grown over time or how big... If Maybe you have a current whatever and you want to see if your new whatever will fit in your garage they overlay the images on each other so you can see exactly how long they are how big they are how much space they take up it's actually kind of cool i've been so playing with it they got right you know, now i'm looking at a nissan juke over a volkswagen tiguan oh i was looking at a cadillac uh escalade over a dodge ram rebel huh it's kind of fun this is bizarre and it's european stuff there's weird stuff yeah. there's north american stuff how about a Peugeot over a Morgan? I feel like this is definitely out of the UK. Or how it's about be. how about an Austin Healey over an Excalibur kit car, or Hummer over a Moscovich or yeah, Moscovich? Where is this site? Out I don't of? know, but it's cool. Yeah. Don't you want to play with it? Ah, uh, that is what she said. For All sure. I want to do is compare car sizes, and you can do that at CarSize.com. So go check it out. All right, one last one. A hey, lightning. Did you hear? No. Nope. 
uh, found this one over at MotorTrend.com. Apparently, uh, Ukraine reclassified U.S. tanks as recreational vehicles to skirt restrictions. What? So, uh, as we know, there's a war going on in Ukraine, and they've been asking for tanks. And uh, I guess many politicians want to help Ukraine, but they don't necessarily want to send them tanks, and they don't want to escalate the war. And so there's a bunch of stuff going on, blah, blah, blah. So apparently Ukrainians, uh, defense ministry, uh, took to Twitter to pose the question, what if a tank was no longer a tank? And uh, trying to skirt some restrictions by just going, hmm, it's uh, no, a recreational vehicle. Sure. <laughs> I would love to own one as a recreational vehicle with the turret on top of it. <laughs> so the, the actual tweet says, Western countries are so worried about sending tanks to Ukraine, they're arguing about what is and what isn't a tank. So we offer our humble suggestion. So they actually did a spoof video on Twitter. And they basically said uh, it's a parody reimagining an M1A2 Abrams as a recreational utility vehicle touting that 1,500 horsepower tank as being rugged, dependable, and powerful. <laughs> it is like a car ad. So anyway, uh, if you want to follow the uh, Ukrainian Ministry of Defense, it's uh, at Defense U, and they've got a funny parody video. Got it. Is that it? We're done? I, I think so. Okay. You got more? Ah, listen. We got to this show late because we weren't sure if we were going to have a studio. We didn't. And we don't. We did the show. We did the show. The Truck Show. The Truck Show. The Truck Show. Oh, oh. My point is that we're recording one in two days, so we'll just, we're, why ruin all of our content blow it out now? We, we'll need it to get in a couple days when we do uh, next week's show. So Yeah, I, I need sleep. I'm not firing on all cylinders right now. I'm That's like a, a I'm like a, a three-cylinder Citroen right now just like weak at best except a three-cylinder citroen was actually three cylinders you're a one-cylinder citroen i can see that okay that's like you're saying i'm a ram trx firing on all eight cylinders yeah. but so am i the slow. citroen that had airbags and laid out like frame out on the ground or am i the citroen with, that looked like a glass bubble are you a weird shaped french car i don't <laughs> i don't know i would say not, i don't know what probably. i'm saying right now uh, I just want to go home and curl up in a, right. in a fetal let position. Me, let me end the show for you because you're falling apart at a uh, alarming rate right now. Yeah. What are you saying? Hey, I'm, I'm going to go home and uh, put foam on walls for many, is, several is, hours. Is, say, is that a euphemism? No, I'm actually going to be putting foam on walls. <laughs> so will I. Interesting. Yeah. And I don't have yours a is, But yours is a euphemism. <laughs> All right, listen. If you guys want to follow us, head over to... Uh, <laughs> At Truck Show Podcast. Truck Show Podcast. We put foam on walls. Well, we do when we need a new studio. So uh, follow us. We would love for you to share with nope, your friends. Nope. Don't follow us you're right gonna now. See we're bad. It. We're going we're to see uh, lots more content hopefully coming at some point soon once we get out of the fog. Will of, they see uh, it or hear it? Whatever. That's both. We're oh, working on things. It. Listen, we're working on a YouTube channel. TruckShowPodcast.com is coming. TruckShowPodcast at gmail.com. Lightning at TruckShowPodcast.com. Or Holman at truckshowpodcast.com. Send us Isn't your that weird? We have our own our email addresses yes. for once. Not that weird. It's a little We're weird. Paying for it. Yeah. It's that happening. It's cool. Hey, sure. send me an email. You'll you'll uh, de-virginize my inbox. Send me the email or CC me when you send one to Lightning so I make sure that it gets on the air. It'll get on the <laughs> okay, air. Just say. Yeah, lightning at truckshowpodcast.com. Right. But if it's a general inquiry and you want to get on the air. Truckshowpodcast at gmail.com. For now. Or 657-205-6105. You can leave us a message on the five-star hotline. Oh, it's too much information. <laughs> <laughs> you just, just Listen, you know if you stop interrupting, you can go home soon. Oh, okay. 
All right, we uh, we love Nissan trucks. So thank you again, Nissan, for the uh, loan of the Nissan Titan XD, which is uh, taking us all over the place. We have uh, used it as our studio. We've hauled a bunch of stuff. We've towed with it. It's been phenomenal. Platinum Reserve, things awesome. NissanUSA.com. We've used it as a studio. We literally, it was that quiet. I, I'm still amazed when I listened to the first episode that we did it. It doesn't sound that much different than the other one, except for the occasional blinker. There's sound. a different tone. Yeah, but it's quite still quiet. Yeah, very quiet. Yeah, that's mm. a great truck. NissanUSA.com or head down to your local Nissan dealer where you can check out the Nissan Titan. And of course, uh, we also have to thank Banks Power because we are sitting in Banks Conference Room uh, while it pours rain outside because we have no home right now. But we will soon. That's true. That's true. One of Gail Banks' favorite inventions is called the iDash. There are two flavors of the iDash. The iDash Day. Data Monster and iDash Super Gauge. They're identical with the addition of data logging, that's data recording, and the Data Monster. If you're looking for an incredibly powerful diagnostic tool, it's the iDash. Fits in any vehicle you have. It's only 52 millimeters. It's small, round, and displays hundreds of points of data. Go to bankspower.com to check out your iDash. Want to see something funny? Sure. I uh, was on Motor Trend site because I was getting news, and this popped up. That's a picture of Holman. No, it's a video. Oh, that's a video. It's a still frame of me hosting a video for Motor Trend, even though you're not there anymore. I'm not there anymore. Well, that's just like funny. this podcast, you don't own your image no, in many cases. No, I just think it's funny. I'm not mad about it. I just, I'm just i like, hey, I wonder if that guy's credible. <laughs> he doesn't even work here anymore. No, he's not. <laughs> he's not yes, he is. Hell he is. Yes. Oh. All right. We also have to thank uh, Derek and the crew over at Full Moon Digital who uh, are helping us get our socials all squared away and helping us with our marketing. So uh, kudos to those guys, fullmoondigital.com. If you've got a small company, a medium-sized company, or even a big company, and you are looking for help to grow, you want to uh, go see Derek at Full Moon Digital. So what they do is they can build a complete ad campaign for you, whether it's YouTube, Facebook, Instagram, TikTok. They can build and monitor all of your ads and increase your revenue which is what I hope they do for us. <laughs> uh, any revenue would be good revenue at this point. Anything better? I mean, it, we're at zero. Um, so we're actually going backwards, let me tell you. Oh, yeah. yeah. Well, so you've we been need spending your money. Guys, listen, as soon as the, uh, please. You're like my wife I don't, in a Louis Vuitton I don't store. Want, I don't want to beg right now, but as soon as the, the, the store goes live, please buy t-shirts. At least give us something because... Don't beg. Don't beg. They're not going to respond to that. What they'll respond oh. to is, this is the greatest shirt we've ever created. <laughs> it's the best truck show podcast shirt that we have ever produced. That's what they want to hear. Okay. They want to hear excitement yeah. uh -huh. and us just just drooling over these designs. Yeah. So we have when to we get create some. them first. Yeah, yes. right. And then set up a store exactly. and website. No, and that's happening. Down there. And then, we go to going. then we'll go to Patreon. No, we're not going to Patreon. Yeah, because it's going to fail miserably. When we're we not money. going to Patreon. Our <laughs> stuff is free. All right. Free, free, Except for free. our shirts. Our shirts Except will not be free. Except for the stuff you have to pay for. <laughs> <laughs> All right. On that note, uh, thanks, guys. Uh, this is uh, episode four, season two. Again, love you. We appreciate all of you guys. And, uh, oh, got to thank uh, Rich one last time for getting us one step closer to the pod shed. So we're getting there. I think the next episode is going to be the one. Uh, probably. Maybe. I, I think. Yeah. S see you then. Just remember. Thanks for watching. And remember, everything matters. The Truck Show Podcast is a production of Truck Famous LLC. This podcast was created by Sean Holman and Jay Tillis with production elements by DJ Omar Khan. If you like what you've heard, please open your Apple Podcast or Spotify app and give us a five-star rating. And if you're a fan, there's no better way to show your support than by patronizing our sponsors. Some vehicles may have been harmed during the making of this podcast. My brain is malfunctioning. <laughs>